Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Shropshire Football Podcast. We're back after a week's absence. Apparently it was a bit of a groin strain we were suffering last week. But uh, we're back, we're better than ever, and we're going to move straight on to Shrewsbury Town with James Garrison. Um, they lost 3-2 at Notts County, and it was a late goal that, uh, that punished them, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess it was um, every Shrewsbury fan's worst nightmare. Lee Hughes popping up with three minutes to go. He's not the most popular of figures, is he, Mr Hughes? But uh, no, it was a good finish from Hughes, to be fair. Um, condemned Shrewsbury to a def- only the second defeat of the season, the first in, in four matches. Shrewsbury perhaps didn't hit the heights they had done in previous games. They, the passing didn't flow quite as well as it had done in, in the outings prior to that and not quite looking as solid defensively with, with three errors um, contributing to, to the goal. So, disappointing afternoon really for, for, for Graham Turner's side. Not to count to be very impressive, probably the best side that Shrewsbury have faced this season but Town came so close to getting something only conceding the, the winner with three minutes to go so there'll be, uh, there's been an element of frustration around the place this week. But there was a uh, goal of the season contender yeah. in there from Jermaine Granderson, I'm told. Talk us through that one. Yeah, pretty remarkable, really. Shrewsbury had gone a goal down just after half-time, a rare error from, from Matt Richards, who then atoned straight away with a converting a penalty. And then came a moment, really, which took the breath away. Granderson picked the ball upon the halfway line in the, the right-hand channel and made a diagonal burst straight for goal. Just left four or five Notts County players training in his wake. Waltz passed four or five, got to the edge of the box and then a cool left foot finish into the bottom corner, leaving the counter-keeper with no chance and Shrewsbury fans, players, even the management team all went absolutely wild. It was a magnificent goal, worthy of winning any game and it was just a shame that it didn't mean anything on the day for Shrewsbury. He's not really a conventional defender, is he, Jermaine Granderson? <laughs> there was no step-overs thrown in there then. No, not this time. In fact, I think we went through the whole game without a Granderson step-over last week at Meadow Lane, which is uh, very unusual. But but no, he's got that in his locker. He's very strong, powerful. He's good with the ball at his feet. He's a, he's a real threat. I mean, opposition defenders must hate it when he gets on the ball and starts going on one of his marauding runs. It's a real, uh, a real handful and it's, useful, uh, it's a useful weapon for Shrewsbury to have. And uh, I'm sure we'll see one of his stepovers during this double header this week. One of them against his old team, isn't it? Coventry on Tuesday. But first up, they got they got Scunny, Scunny at home. Yeah, big couple of games for, for Shrewsbury. Scunthorpe obviously arrived here on a on a real downer. They've they've lost the first four games. Got a point on on Saturday against Sheffield United, which on the face of it looks a good result. However, the Blades were down to nine men during that game. So, yeah, it's been a real tough start for. For Alan Nils' side, it's a surprise because you look on paper. I was looking through the squad earlier, and they've got some really good players. They've got the likes of Leon Clark, Carl Hawley, who scored goals at this level and even above. Um, they've got a couple of former Shrewsbury players, Jimmy Ryan, midfielder, uh, and Nar Canavan, who had a loan spell here under Graham Turner earlier in Turner's reign. Shrewsbury have got to go into it really, really confidently. I'd have thought you've obviously got this immaculate home record, which stretches back 30, 34 games, I think now. And I think if they avoid defeat Saturday, that'll be another record broken for the most number of league games gone unbeaten, which would be thirty-two. So they have every reason to be confident. They'll have a big crowd behind behind them, and the home crowd have had plenty to cheer, haven't they? So they'll just be keen to, to keep creating the same chances. And in all fairness, apart from the mistakes last week at Notts County, they didn't defend too badly. I thought Darren Jones and Ruben Hazel had good games on the whole. Um, and they defended well against a good county side, so there's nothing nothing to be alarmed about or anything like that. Shrewsbury are playing well, they've just got to convert some of these into two home wins now. And it's the usual moment when I ask you a question and you sit on the fence. Yeah, thanks, Todd. Are they going to uh, they going to break this home record? Yeah, I think they will. I think they'll get something out of the weekend. I actually think they'll take four points from the two games. I don't know which which order. I'm sure Shrewsbury would love six, but I think four points would be a more than acceptable return and would 
make it a reasonable start or a, pre- a pretty good start. That would be nine points from the seven games. They've had some really tough ones in there as well. So I think Shrewsbury would be pretty satisfied if they if they start on Wednesday morning with another four points on to the Italian. That's what I think they'll get. I'm sure they would be. It'd be a good uh, good return for them. And uh, we'll move on to Telford with Matt Viney. And uh, Matt, it's, oh, it's apparently a bit of an injury crisis down at the New Buck's head. Yeah, it was... Uh... The, the the last thing they wanted uh, from Saturday's game was was more injuries. They already had an extensive injury list. They had uh, Chris Blackburn, uh, Luke Cubbins, um, Chris Sharp, uh, Luke Reed, um, all sidelined. Valentine and Briscoe, um, two defenders, both limped out with back injuries partway through the game. Um, they were they were trading one nil um, at half time, and I think there was a feeling that Briscoe was uh, severely struggling with with his back injury at the time that the goal went in as well. Um, they had to, by the end of the game, they're actually only playing with one defender in his natural position. They had two, uh, two full-backs, two midfielders playing as full-backs. Um, Will Salmon had slotted into centre-back, he usually plays right-back. But they, they got the job done. Phil Trainer popped up at the, uh, as, he's, as he's used to doing, uh, got an important goal three minutes from time. And in the end, it's a far, far more useful point for Telford than it is for, um, for Lincoln, who were in the relegation zone. Telford is still in the top ten. Yeah, it's a it's a decent point at least with the with the injury crisis going on. I mean, are they going to have any players uh, ready for Cambridge this week? Yeah, they've. Uh, I mean, they've they've got a squad. They you know they have brought in plenty of players over the summer. Um, what they can't really afford is is any more injuries. They are literally stretched to to breaking point now. Um, I think they've had Tom Roberts has got um, international clearance to play now. He that was outstanding for a couple of weeks. Um, but if they if they come back with another two injuries then it is getting to the point where you wonder who they're going to field. At the moment, they've got enough, certainly got enough quality in the squad to cope. Um, but all, almost as important as getting at least a point, I would have thought, is making sure they don't pick up any more on Saturday. Yeah, and the big news of the week, really, I suppose, was the signing of Darren Byfield. It's quite a big name for Telford. Yeah, absolutely. Um, made his debut on Saturday, uh, played alongside Kieran and Amy, and looked pretty decent, particularly bearing in mind he told us after the game it was his first uh, first full ninety minutes for two years, because he'd been uh, he'd been struggling with a, gro- a groin injury, um, which has now completely cleared up. He's quite he's well, he's very confident that he can get back into the goal scoring groove fairly quickly now. Um, but he, he looked quite decent. Uh, he, he certainly showed uh, some flair, some skill. Uh, he was unlucky not to get on the score sheet early on. Did fade a little bit, but he definitely he seems to give them something different to what the other other forwards offer them. Um, and they got they have got. When everybody's fit, they've got quite a lot of options now. So, uh, yeah, it looks like a really good move. It's only a six-month deal. Whether it becomes any more, we'll have to wait and see. But it seems like a good move from Andy Sinton. Yeah, we said at the start of the season they were going to need goals if they were going to succeed this season. And they've got Kieran Sinton, he seems to be banging a few in. And hopefully with Byfield, they might grab a few more now. You'd you think so. I mean, they've also got uh, Steve Jones. He's, a, he's off the mark for, uh, for the season. Um, Luke, Luke Reed to come back. Uh, they've got Joe Yoffe who hasn't played yet, but he's got international clearance as well. So there are definitely options. Um, I don't think, having, from what we've seen so far, I don't really think they're going to struggle for goals. Um, at the moment, their problems are uh, in the back four. But that's where the bulk of their uh, injuries are, and that's where they're uh, struggling for cover. But going forward, they don't seem to have too many problems. So we could see a high-scoring game at Cambridge on Saturday then? There's a good chance Cambridge are leaking goals for fun themselves at the moment. They've conceded 14 in their opening eight games. Um, so, uh, yeah, there'll they'll be chances whether they take them. 
We'll have to wait and see. Good stuff. Well, we'll see, and I'm sure we'll be dissecting it next week. Um, and we'll move on now to our other uh, local teams, and we'll start with Bridge North, who got a uh, good FA Cup win over Russell. Yeah, absolutely fantastic result, Todd. Bridge North last week beating a side who played two levels higher than them. Bridge North in the Midland Alliance, Russell flying high, five wins out of six in the Evo Stick League Premier Division. And Bridge North pulled off a 3-1 win, a fantastic victory for Mark Clyde's men. £3,000 in the in the coffers, which is big, big money for a club of Bridge North's stature. And also just two games away, oh, sorry, three games away now from the first round of the FA Cup. An away tie against Leek in the next round, who play level below Russell, so one level above Bridge North. And that's a realistic chance to for them to go and get another result. And who knows where this may take them. Well, that'd be a dream, wouldn't it, the first round, when, yeah. the, when some of the bigger boys come in. and Even to get to the fourth qualifying round, when the conference clubs come in, we, we hear some of the, the teams we talk about in the conference now on a, on a Thursday. And yeah, they're, they're absolutely um, absolutely massive clubs. And who knows, maybe even a Shropshire derby with Telford it should uh, get the pulse racing for a lot of people around here. It would do, wouldn't it? And uh, also a nod to, to Drayton, who went out to Chasetown in a replay. So that was... Uh, Anyway, that was tough for them. Yeah, they'd almost done the hard work getting a 1-1 draw at Chasetown last Saturday, um, but they kind of let that opportunity slip on Tuesday night. Chasetown have got a great cup pedigree, as we know. Um, Drayton took the lead on, on, on Tuesday through Sean Humphreys, but Chasetown equalised and then won it with a penalty at the start of extra time after uh, the Drayton goalkeeper had been sent off. So, yeah, real disappointment for Jimmy Mullen and Andy Cook's men. They do the one saving grace is they have another opportunity this weekend they're back in FA Trophy action, uh, and it's a big weekend for, for a few of our clubs who are in FA competition action with Bridge North, Shifnal and Shawbury also playing in the Vars, so we wish those good luck. Thanks James, thanks Matt, um, and obviously we wish all the best to all of our Shropshire teams this weekend, and we'll be back next week.